for a treat, smell my feet, give me something good to eat, but then I'll brush and I won't rush so my teeth don't turn to mush. What if I were to tell you that you and your kids can eat as much candy as you'd like without getting a cavity? Stay tuned to find out more on today's episode of This Old Tooth. Hello, everyone, and happy Halloween. You are listening to episode number 17 of This Old Tooth, a podcast devoted to providing you with honest, agenda-free information about how you can get and keep a beautiful, healthy smile for life. I am your host, Dr. Lisa Germain. On today's episode, I will discuss how the scariest part of Halloween could be the potential damage to your teeth and that of your family and what you can do to prevent it. I love Halloween for so many reasons. First of all, my birthday is the day after Halloween, tomorrow, All Saints Day. And when I was a kid, I always associated my birthday with Halloween. It was as if I got to celebrate it for two straight days. I remember being so excited about picking my costume every year, then coming home for a glorious night of trick-or-treating and dumping all of my candy on the floor and sorting it out. Then, negotiating trades of the things I didn't like with my sister and cousins for as many Nestle's Crunch, Milky Ways, and Tootsie Rolls as I could. I would plead, but it's my birthday tomorrow. It could be your present to me. Then, when I had kids of my own, I got to celebrate the joys of Halloween all over again through their eyes. I have such fond memories of how they reveled in the glory of dressing up as their favorite alter ego du jour, then traipsing around the neighborhood only to return with a stockpile of sweets. I remember someone asking me if I let my kids eat candy. You are a dentist, after all. Of course I let my kids eat candy, as if I could stop them. But neither one of my kids has ever had a cavity, and I'm proud to say that. But that is because, while I'm not a candy Nazi, I was certainly very adamant about my kids brushing and flossing their teeth. While Halloween can bring joy to many, it can also send you and your family to the dentist. And the scariest part of Halloween might be what happens to your teeth as well as your wallet long after the jack-o'-lanterns burn out. The bacteria in your mouth are probably way more excited to eat Halloween candy than you are. When the bacteria eat the sugar and leftover food in your mouth, a weak acid is produced. That acid is what can contribute to cavities. So, my goal today is to shed some light on a few tricks you can use to outsmart those treats. First of all, the type of candy that you eat can make a difference. Chocolate is one of the best because it washes off your teeth easier than other types of candy. And while dark chocolate has less sugar than milk chocolate, either one will cause a cavity if it is not removed from the tooth surface in a timely manner. The good news is that it is handed out often. Gummies are probably the worst. My advice is, if it's sticky, please be picky. Besides being more difficult to remove from your teeth, your saliva is less likely to wash it away so that it creates a much longer sugar bath for your teeth and gives the bacteria more time to work. Then there's hard candy, and this can be a problem for two reasons. First of all, 
They are intended to be slowly dissolved in your mouth, and hence they also are giving your teeth a nice, long, warm sugar bath, making it the perfect environment for bacterial growth, the production of acid, and the beginning of a cavity. But then, if you bite down on it, you need to be really careful because you can actually break your teeth. Popcorn balls can also be hard and break your teeth. Plus, the sugary kernels of corn, while delicious, get stuck between your teeth, and brushing alone will not remove them. My recommendation here is to keep your dental floss handy. Some candy is sugary and sour at the same time. Actually, my favorite, I hate to admit. And this usually means that they are very acidic. This will eat away at the outer layer of your teeth, the enamel, and cause damage that can lead to not just cavities, but erosion and sensitivity to cold. So if that sucker makes you pucker, spend some extra time brushing it off. In addition to the type of candy that you eat, when you eat it can make all the difference in how it affects your teeth. If you eat Halloween candy and other sugary foods with meals or shortly after mealtime, saliva production increases, and this will help to cancel out the acids produced by bacteria in your mouth and rinse away food particles as well. Also, it is not the amount of candy that you eat that is the problem. It's the frequency If you are snacking on sweets all day long, it is worse than eating the same amount in one sitting. When there is that enticing bowl brimming with assorted small bites of deliciousness sitting in front of you on the table every time you pass it, it is so easy just to nibble all day long. But this again gives your teeth a constant sugar bath and does not give your saliva a chance to bathe your teeth with anything but this acid-producing substance. In truth, when all is said and done, it is okay to eat candy and other sweets. And this goes for other days besides just Halloween. But removing the sugar from your mouth is essential to keep it from causing damage to your teeth. So, of course, I'm going to recommend that you brush your teeth twice a day for two minutes with a fluoride toothpaste. And if you don't floss, Halloween night might be the best time to start. And parents, it is super important to help little ones do a thorough job and brush all the surfaces of their teeth, tops, sides, fronts, and backs, And floss for them if they are having trouble doing it by themselves. It takes a lot of dexterity to be able to floss your teeth. Increasing water consumption during this time can also help flush away the bacteria and the acids created by the sugar. And chewing sugarless gum can help increase saliva production, which will do the same thing. Now remember, replace your toothbrush every three to four months or sooner if the bristles are frayed or if you have a cold. A worn toothbrush won't do a good job of cleaning your teeth. You can also remove the temptation by donating the remaining candy. Look for organizations that help you donate candy to troops overseas, like Operation Gratitude, or see if your dentist has a candy buyback program. And now for a fun fact.
While the origins of cotton candy can be traced back as early as the 15th century, machine-spun cotton candy was invented in 1897 by a dentist, Dr. William Morrison. It was first introduced to a wide audience at the 1904 World's Fair as Fairy Floss, with great success. Then, in 1921, another dentist, Dr. Joseph Lascaux from New Orleans, Louisiana, my hometown, invented a similar machine. He called his cotton candy, and that name stuck. It is still called Fairy Floss in Australia, and it's also called Candy Floss in the United Kingdom, Ireland, and New Zealand, and other countries. Although I wouldn't use it to clean between my teeth. I guess you could say that these two dentists also created their own built-in job security. If you haven't subscribed to my podcast yet, please do from wherever you are listening. And I would love it if you would give me an early birthday present today. I'll trade you three peanut butter cups if you leave me an honest review on iTunes. It is the only way I can know whether I'm giving you the information you want and need. In addition, I love reading them, and it will also help other people find my podcast. On my next episode, I will take my eighth small bite in my series about bad breath and discuss how deep pockets, cracked fillings, and leaky crowns can cause your breath to taste and smell like sewer gas. Now that is an episode you don't want to miss. Until then, thank you for listening, and remember, be true to your teeth, or they will be false to you.